Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part two of this interview. When we transform, we often notice changes where we are the most vulnerable, our relationships. To have genuine courage and take our partnerships to the next level, it helps to know how to let emotions guide us to feel seen and heard. To get your free download of Chapter 7 of Can You See Me Naked, go to adelgreen.com forward slash free chapter. That is www.adel-green.com forward slash free hyphen chapter. Now back to the interview. You speak about this a lot. You talk about sensitive people who are the future leaders. My engagement, at least my living of engagement with a lot of these women on the ground who have this innate ability to break early patterns and who has this incredible sense of responsibility within them, they seem to be, for the most part, the ones who literally find it almost impossible just to live normal lives because they're so overstimulated and feel people's protections and what's in the environments. How can they bridge this gap? How do you take that step? And that is part of the development cycle. So to give you as an example, from my earliest experiences, I came into this world an extreme sensitive. And it wasn't until sort of, I would say probably around about my 20s, did I realize that actually the, um, you know, my ability to understand or to know people's inner worlds wasn't something that everybody could do. See, a lot of intuitive sensitives assume that everybody can do it, that everybody <laughs> knows. That came you as know, a shock oh, well, to me. Oh. <laughs> surely, you know, surely that's obvious. That, that, that's what they think. You know, they think, oh, well, that must be, that's obvious. Sorry, surely it's obvious that so-and-so has been going through this or secretly they think this or think that about that person I thought that was normal I used to get into a lot of trouble for mentioning these things in terms of um, my early experience I was desperately shy Um, well that was the you know the association very kind of withdrawn from the world I had a lot of health issues health um, scenarios in my early um, experience and then you know, into my adult life, uh, I've had a, a huge array of different um, experiences, which have been very, very testing. You could say people would associate those with, you know, feeling tested. As you know, I've given the example in um, Intuitive People, where I have the most recent one, where I nearly lost my life at childbirth, and that I had to go through this very real experience of learning how to let go. And and that's not what every intuitive sensitive has to go through. But it was in learning to, you know, having that very real experience of going 
into surgery and having no idea whether I was coming out of it, it was obviously very frightening, but also very enriching. And a lot of intuitive sensitives find themselves having these life experiences that seem disproportionately extreme Mm -hmm. at times. Now, they will then associate those as their sensitivity as a punishment at some level or another. And whilst um, people see their sensitivity as some kind of punishment, that's what it feels like in terms of the inner world. It feels like everything is very raw. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be a, through a lens of protecting yourself um, rather than engaging. So to harmonize it, it is not about withdrawing. It is actually about embracing. The one thing about you that really talked to me and the message that you express is exactly what you're talking about now. My experience of a lot of these things when there's so much overwhelm is everybody says, put your boundaries up, put your boundaries up, you know, and there's a part of me that feels if I've come into this world with this gift, why on earth am I supposed to shut it down? I've also had experiences where I had to make this decision to either live courageously and fully or shut down and not knowing. And I don't want to think about what the consequences of that is because there are consequences to ignoring what we're feeling. But having said that, what I absolutely love about your work is unlike everybody else, you challenge people to engage with this, to develop it, and to do what feels while you are sitting on that side of the line impossible. Because how do you let go when, you know, you get these incredibly disproportionate, extreme experiences, which is different for everybody? Why do you say, because when everybody else says, oh, but, uh, you know, go there and there and there and look and learn how to protect yourself, how to put up your boundaries, which also then shut us down because we can't feel. And that's a very good point because there is a distinct difference between boundaries and barriers. Um, In terms of whacking up, you know, oh, you've got to defend yourself, you've got to energetically defend yourself, etc. That's a barrier. And... um, what you find is that if you slam up a, a barrier and where it is thought to be a boundary, what happens is it becomes a wall of separation. And that wall of separation means that you either withdraw or you kind of emotionally aggressively uh, defend that wall. Because when someone slaps up a wall, People can't help but try and, it's a fascination to try and get over it or invade. So a lot of people in the initial stages find themselves literally trying to ward off the invaders and think, well, haven't I built a high enough wall? Yeah. And it becomes it becomes exhausting. Now, in my opinion, the way the boundary is developed from within It's not something that you identify in terms of people. The boundary is developed within and that that, um, development within comes from the awareness uh, and also the active development of uh, the the heart-centered energies to begin with. And it doesn't mean that you then go and be kind and, and 
gracious and this, that and the other to everybody else. It means that you have to start with the kindness towards the self. So in my view, the way that a person really develops a boundary is through developing an internal perception of kindness. Because a lot of intuitive sensitives are absolutely fantastic at this empathic nature, empathic ability to care for and take care of everybody else's needs and, and wants, but highly critical of their own. Yes, and this is exactly where I meet them, so many people. And there's a fine line between being entitled or a victim yourself and not seeing it. And they, they just can't seem to get out of their mold. So what you're sharing at the moment to me is vital. It also talks specifically to something that you wrote in the book that I wanted to talk to you about. You referred to the imposter syndrome, which is um, it's, it's Pauline Clans and Susan Imes, if I pronounce their names correctly, who you speak about this phenomenon that they address, but you address it under the title Intuitive, Sensitive and Imposter Syndrome. And I just want to read this. You say, in an intuitive, sensitive person, the imposter syndrome is an endearing trait and a positive issue, despite the mind-bending attacks of anxiety and self-doubt it causes, for it helps them remain in open-ended kindness and empathic nature. So on the one end, you, you're currently saying this wanting to be empathic and deep caring for people is wonderful, but it can keep them boxed in because it creates all these other issues. But at the same token, there's another side to it where it's what actually keeps us from shutting down. Yes, and it also keeps us real because otherwise... Um, you know, one of the things I'm really, really very, very clear on is that with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. And part of that, an intuitive and, and really highly developed intuitive skills is very powerful. So with that responsibility, and this is what I'm crystal clear on and and really push people towards, which is you have to develop a very strong understanding of the ego mind, mm -hmm. the ego self, and how it manifests in its positive and its negative. So in my view, the ego is in place to protect the physical body. It is, you know, part of our structure that defines us as mortal. Okay, so the ego has, has a very clear indication of its mortality in that, um, oh, well, I'm not going to do that because it threatens the physical. Now, in our society, that's gone really quite far. And so the ego sees itself as as the only authority that it is, is, is that it's protecting its mortality all the time, but in an extreme way. It also actions things on an emotional level. So it will say, well, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that because it exposes this wound or it means that something is naked and I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to, to protect. So it goes beyond its job or its role, which is to protect the physical. Part of the development process, it's not about, a lot of people think that it's about destroying the ego. It's not about destroying the ego because it's part, it's something that's necessary. It's part of us. It's about harmonizing our relationship with it and putting it into perspective. Now, if we are forever trying to protect ourselves by throwing up barriers, 
what is that other than something that is encouraging that ego development? Because ego isn't just about being over the top in wanting something. Ego, which is most people's perception of it, ego is also about some of our victim traits. If I understand you correctly, this talks directly to the polarity. So if we put up a boundary, we're saying, I reject that. That's exactly when we're attracting it to us, which is exactly yes. how this imposter energy works, isn't it? Yes. And when with the with the imposter syndrome, the way that people are looking at it is, is that with the intuitive sensitive, what it is, is that people go about their life Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then they have this thing going on in the in the background, and this it affects um, a lot of people who are who are quite driven, you know, driven in terms mm. of career, driven in terms of achievement. And what it is is that they do the do their thing, do their thing, and then they have this sort of voice in the background that says, you know, one day you're going to get found out that really you're just a fake you're really, you know, not any good at this. And so they have this kind of feeling in the background that they're going to be found out for not being good enough. Now, how imposter syndrome helps the intuitive sensitive person is you utilize it as a ways and means of keeping something real. So you're then, you're not becoming complacent. So you're looking at it in terms of, okay, what's the next part do I need to work on? What is the next part that I'm working on within myself so that I can move forward and I don't have to hear this voice as being something that shuts me down, that this voice is something that opens me up, that it becomes something that I can use as my my marker for my own development, my own sense of self, my own sense of how I'm interacting with someone so that I don't become the all-knowing because there is a phase where quite a few intuitives, people who are start out as being intuitive, you come to this stage where the the kind of God complex sort mm. of can venture in there in that they then think that they are the all-knowing part of it. And it's not about that. It is always about discerning between truth mm. and that truth comes with the development of the authentic self and just because you know what the truth is doesn't mean to say you always have to communicate it because sometimes that timing may not be appropriate or that timing may not be kind to the situation or the person involved. So as an example, you know, a lot of uh, intuitive sensitives would ask me and, and say, get worried because they can see certain paths that their loved ones are taking. So they can see a path and say, well, I can see that if they continue on this track, they're going to have this problem or they're getting into a, a relationship that is emotionally dangerous for them, but they, they're still doing it. You can't necessarily stop people from following a particular path because you're intuitive. You think sometimes you have to stop something. Sometimes it's about being there when it falls down. Does that then make us the imposter? By acting that way, wanting to rescue or interfere? Again, it, it's a component of the ego because the okay. ego is trying to settle itself. It's a way of kind of blocking its own insecurity, which is to go and keep okay. rescuing or solving somebody else's. But it does obviously that's within a line of what is sensible. And it's the inner development 
that yes. then enables us to to know the difference between rescuing yes. inappropriately and helping someone to solve something appropriately. That's quite far down the development because that's when we deal with the law of yes. discretion. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I won't say any more than that because it will show so much of my ignorance. Thank you for sharing that because that's quite um, important, especially when we are in the healing um, environment ourselves, dealing with people and come across this ourselves. Why oh, to be the judge and the jury? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the in the healing sense, you know, it's very easy, and and it's very easy for intuitive sensitives and highly intuitive people to find yourself in a position of because just because you know that you feel you have to solve it. And and we all pass through that development stage. You know, none of us are immune to it. It's part of our, our learning cycle. I developed uh, some years ago, uh, and this is it's really quite fascinating how our psyche works, which is years ago, obviously as an intuitive sensitive, I developed this really quite un- very unusual autoimmune issue. And that is a thing, again, it's one of the, the sensitivities of being highly intuitive quite often, not all the time, we certainly have a tendency towards a compromised immune system at some stage or another, which is solvable. um, But that is within our own inner development. And one of my big learning curves with that was that years ago, I developed this very unusual autoimmune disease. And what it actually does is it thickens my skin. So in actual fact, you know, metaphorically, what happened to me without, you know, kind of developing this internal world, I became thick-skinned. Literally. Literally. Isn't that weird how that (laughs) happens? I'm not kidding you. I spoke to my husband this morning. There's a rash on my skin. And I laughed. The last time this happened, I said to him, I think my boundaries are affected. I was bitten by insects all over. And because this is also how I look at the world, because there's no difference between the internal and the external worlds when you don't listen that it happens like that. And I said to him, look at me. It's all over now. I said to him, what am I doing wrong with my boundaries? And here we are talking about barriers and boundaries and the difference and how we attract more stuff to us. So please do continue. How did you deal with that? When well, you literally it, became thick-skinned. And what was yes, the disease called? It's um, a form of um, scleroderma that I, that I have. And, and it's unusual. It's, an un, it, it's very it's unusual. But, and there's different variants of it. So with my particular variant, if it stays in the skin, so, you know, I'll forever look young. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> because my body produces too much collagen. So what it means is that uh, I have to manage it. It's quite interesting because, you know, one of the, the very real risks is is that if it gets out of hand, you know, if it stays in the skin, it's fine. But if it then moves, it, it moves in the body and it moves towards the major organs, it starts mm-hmm. solidifying them. It's about a fine balance. For me, it's a very real one between, you know, kind of managing yourself. Now, how did that happen? How did it get that far out of kilter that I actually then developed this ability to become thick skinned, literally? It was because I went through that stage of thinking just because I can, I should. So just because I can see a way of solving something, fixing it for for people, that I that's what I have to do. And it went out to out of balance, and it went into that that kind of box of familiarity, which was 
resolving, saving, resolving, saving. It didn't mean, but it doesn't mean then that you then kind of walk away from that because that's not how you work as an intuitive, sensitive person because you feel that that connection to people, that empathic parts and that perceptive part. So it's not something you walk away from. It's something that you then learn how to manage. So I had to learn a very quick lesson on how to develop my internal world so that the disease became manageable. And yes, I, I will always have to manage it. But I have got it now in a very manageable position. And that took, you know, the the internal world, uh, the internal work in order to be able to do that. But my life forced me into doing it. And, and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes we have those instances where life forces us to address something, to, to change something. And that's very common for the intuitive sensitive person is that something comes up in life that kind of forces us to make an effort to change something. Not because it's our punishment, it's because it pushes us more towards the expansion that's part of our our uh, life development. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California and anywhere I could run Took the hand of a preacher Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. Choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this empty chair next to me Is just for you 
Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adel-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.